Does anyone know what this is? This is called a stereogram. It's an image within an image. And you can only see the true image if you look at it at a certain angle, usually with your eyes crossed for an extended period of time. I'm terrible at these. They give me headaches. I, I will never probably be able to see the heart that this image actually is. For me, often when I read the Gospels, I think that Jesus was a type of stereogram for the disciples. Just before today's text, Jesus had just told his disciples about his path, about how he would have to be betrayed and beaten and die only to rise again. He had just told them this once again. And then James and John, the brothers, come and pull Jesus to the side. And they ask him a request. To sit at his right hand and his left hand when he comes to glory. They want to be there for the main event. They want to be in power. They want greatness. And Jesus is kind of like, did y'all just hear me? Did y'all just hear the path I'm taking to get to that place of glory? Are you sure that you are able to walk this path? Are you sure that you're able to drink from my cup? Meaning, you are going to have to do what I am going to do. Are you sure that you want that? And James and John are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we, we want that. We want that. We can do it. Because James and John, I believe, had just made Jesus this first image the first image you see of a stereogram. And they'd given up trying to see his true image. They knew that, that Jesus was special. They knew that. They knew that they were in the presence of greatness. And so they had just labeled him as greatness and wanted to be a part of that. But they viewed him in terms of worldly greatness, in terms of riches and power. And they didn't realize that they were in the presence of greatness defined. They didn't hear him as he was talking to them, explaining to, the, to them what true greatness was. They'd given up trying to figure out the stereogram. They just wanted to kick back, put their feet up, and enjoy the good life. That's what they saw in Jesus. Their chance at that. 
And then Jesus pulls all the disciples together because the other ten got mad that James and John had beaten them to the punch. They wanted to ask that question. They wanted dibs at those seats too. And so Jesus pulls them together and explains to them, y'all want greatness. Well, greatness isn't what you think it is. To be great requires being a servant. That is completely contrary to what their world said. It's completely contrary to what our world says. I love the video we played of Martin Luther King speaking. It was actually when he was preaching a sermon based on this very text. Because he reminds us that to be great, to achieve this greatness that we know is in God when we read the scriptures, when we have an experience here and now, it doesn't require anything. It just requires a heart willing to serve, a heart willing to say, here I am. In 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about how everyone has been given a gift by God. God looked at each and every one of us and said, I am giving you a special gift. I am giving you a talent. I am giving you something so that when you use this gift, people will know that I am here. You will make my name known when you use this gift. And it will benefit and it will bless when you use this gift. That's what God declared. That we have been given something. But we have to choose to use it. But the thing is, when we choose to use the gifts that God has given us, it changes everything. It's like Brian and Laura Best said the first Sunday of this month. If they hadn't gotten involved in a Sunday school class, which led to them getting involved in more church ministries and mission opportunities, if they hadn't have taken that opportunity to use their gifts, Brian would not be the youth pastor here. It changed their lives. Because when you use your gift, you become more and more a part of the body. You claim your place in the body of Christ that is St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. You claim your place as the hand or the foot, the ligament that holds together, the heart, the brain, the eyes. You claim your place. 
Whoever wants to be great must be a servant. Today is about accepting the invitation of greatness that Christ offers us. The invitation to do as Christ did. The invitation to say, yes, God, I want to make you known. I want to make your dreams come true for this church, in this city, in this county, in this state, in this world. We all have a part. Today is about claiming that place, that part. Because if you were here Wednesday night, we talked about the various ministries of this church. There are so many places to plug in Anyone and everyone can do something. Mia, who helped out her dad with the stewardship talk, at four years old, her place of service is putting out these red attendance pads every Sunday. That's how Mia likes to serve. And I learned you do not put out the attendance pads without Mia. Because that's how she serves. And it, it gets her excited because she helps make the service happen by putting out attendance pads. Everyone can do something, and it takes all of us. It takes the nursery workers, the children's church leaders, the Sunday school teachers. It takes Al showing up at like, what, 7.30, 8 in the morning on Sundays to help set up. It takes Jeff on sound, John Austin on the computer. It takes our band It takes small group teachers. It takes those willing to clean up, those willing to serve a warm plate of food, those who folded probably 800 or more of these this past week. It takes those who are willing to greet people at the door, which I hate. I hate greeting people at the door because I'm always scared I'm going to be awkward. But it takes those people. It takes us willing to step out and to do something. It takes us willing to to hold a child when they're scared or crying. It takes us reaching out to those who are new. It takes us helping set up Fall Fest or VBS. There's a place for everyone in front or behind the scenes. And so real quick, we're going to look through these because, and if you see Barbara Berry, tell her she did a phenomenal job with this. We take ministry seriously. If you open to the first page, first page, there's congregational care who delivers 750 meals a year at holiday times. They take meals to those who have lost loved ones. They also are part of the prayer ministry. If you want to pray for schools, for children, if you just want to come and pray for the church, or if you want to take your pet to visit those who are no longer able to make it out of the house, 
congregational care. There is evangelism, like Al was talking about, of making people feel welcome, helping them feel like they have a place here. There's communications, helping us get out the word about who we are here. There's the music ministry and the worship team that helps make worship happen throughout this church. There's health and welfare. If you are excited about healthy living, there's leisure ministry. If you like softball or other sports, or if you just like to hang out with, with your fellow congregation members, there is outreach ministry that includes the Honduras mission team and the Trinity mission in Forest. There's Wednesday night live planning because it takes a whole lot to put Wednesday nights together since we're now averaging over 200. And now on the back, there's children's ministry, 160 kids a week right now. Yeah, we, we need help with children. <laughs> we need help with youth. 115 youth involved in our youth ministry. College ministry, making our college students not feel homesick, but helping them to remember that we're thinking about them. Their singles ministry, marriage and family ministry, older adult ministry. There's lots of places to serve. And what we're asking of everyone this week is to take this home and to pray over it and bring it back next Sunday filled out. And if you have questions, call the church office. Come by. Because we as a staff are ready and excited about getting people plugged in and excited about serving. Great things are happening. And greater things are still to come. That is the promise we are claiming. We are claiming that God is going to do amazing things in and through our church body. But we need all of us doing something. God is at work. This month is about renewal. And as I've said every week thus far, renewal is about recommitting ourselves to God and to one another. It's about looking ahead to 2016 and getting excited. It's about praying and laying a hold of the dreams that God is dreaming for all of us about the promises of restoration and life and hope, the promises that 
that we can be for others the living Christ in flesh. Renewal is about saying, God, I want, I want to be a part of what you are going to do in and through this church. God, I want to be a part of who you are. And so here is the money I can commit. And if you weren't here last week and you want a financial commitment card, we can get you one. Because ministry requires money. Because it requires money to provide Bibles and supplies and food and to staff the church. It requires money to keep this building going for the around a thousand people who come in and out of our doors every week who are members and not members. And it's about saying, God, I want to serve. I want to make you known by giving my time and by using my gifts. That is what this month is about. And it requires prayer, a whole lot of prayer. And it requires refusing to just leave Jesus at the first layer of the stereogram. Not being James and John that it requires us to see Jesus and to claim the Jesus who defined greatness by service. And sometimes it's scary to claim your place, to take apart, to to use a gift, and it takes time, which time is valuable. But I want you all, when you're thinking about this and praying about this, to truly pray and think about what is happening in this church. For seven straight weeks, we had families join We've had a profession, an adult profession of faith. We've had a reaffirmation of baptism. And we've baptized, I forget how many infants. Things are happening. You can feel it. You can see it. What we're offering you right now is your chance at claiming your place in the body as it happens, as it continues to happen, as the Spirit keeps saying yes. And to claim with us the promise that greater things are still to come at St. Matthew's. Will you please pray with me? Lord, 
help us to discern where we can plug in, where we can serve you and serve others. Help us to commit to your dreams for this church and for this world. And help us to get excited because we can't be a part of this body of Christ and not be excited about what's happening. Help us to see you for who you truly are, a servant of all servants, as king of everything. And just help us to say yes. We love you, and we thank you for your invitation to join you in service. Amen.